I mean, one of the things that I am kind of trying to refine currently is helping. How can I help my students also be on a journey to finding what works for them and what is most authentic to them and who they are as authentic people,、uh, rather than you know how can we all. Bend ourselves into these really odd shapes, you know, and that's fun and interesting, and could perhaps be insightful on this journey to trying to be authentic in our practice. But it's not, you know, it's also potentially a hindrance, you know, because so many people get wrapped up in not looking like, you know, it used to be not looking like, you know, that person a few mats down, but now it's like that other person in that small box.、Um, So you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I feel like you know, although I've been teaching for about ten years now, I feel like still kind of like a baby yoga teacher, just because as I get older and wiser as a human,、um, the more I'm able to just show up as a yoga teacher. I think that、uh, you know, it just really informs how I teach and how I feel in my body and how therefore I can help. Other people feel in their body, and we're back. Welcome back to Seeker and Sage, everybody. Danny Pomplune here, and this week we got Jack Workman on the show. Jack is a local teacher here in San Francisco. He is super rad, very kind, and extremely knowledgeable. He took his teacher training when he was really young, and has been studying and teaching、um, all around in San Francisco for for quite some time now.、Um, It's been really cool to see his journey as a teacher、um, from afar. I've always just kind of kept eyes on him and seeing what he's up to and you know what 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 his passions are. And it's he's super dialed in. It's just incredible to see him grow、um, as he moves far along. So、uh, yeah, I'm so excited to have Jack on the show today.、Um, a quick note for everybody: if y'all don't know Yvonne Kingsley, she's definitely been on the show multiple times. But we're leading a free pranayama workshop、uh, webinar, and that's going to happen on April 10th in the morning. I'll leave more information about it in the show notes here. You can click; it's free for anyone. And for you yoga teachers out there that want to take it, you also get an hour of Yoga Alliance continuing education credits, which is super rad and super cool.、Um, you can also sign up for it inside the Danny Pomplune Yoga app. So don't forget, right inside the、uh, navigation tab, you'll see more, and you can just sign up for it right there. And the practices will live inside of the Danny Pomplun app as well. So don't forget to download that. If you love the show, make sure you tell your friends. That is the best way to get the show out there, to let it grow, to have it be sustainable.、Um, and you can always head to iTunes as well to leave us a little、uh, a little love note.、Uh, we love that. And don't forget to join the、uh, the Facebook group. We've been hanging out, having conversations, and chatting in there. So、uh, jump on in. Without further ado, here goes Jack Workman. Jack Workman, <laughs> what's up? Hey, Danny! Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Be here. I'm kind of surprised that I, I've actually never had you on. I don't know why. Like, I, I feel like I should have had you on a while ago. Well, it just takes you know a vulnerable post on Instagram, and you know here I am. <laughs> I mean, let's like dive right into it, right? I think it's important. I, you like you you did post that, and and I read it online, and I think I, I like sent you a message immediately, right? And was like,、yeah. this is this is good stuff. This is real stuff. Yeah, it's you know actually、um, I did a series of posts that week. I don't know like what was going on with me, but、um, I was just kind of experiencing the. You know the mishaps of being a yoga teacher in the COVID era,、mm. and 
um, yeah, so I, I had a lot of good feedback from those posts and a lot of people felt really seen by them. And, uh, you know, it was kind of surprising to me, um, the amount of engagement that I got. So I'm really happy that it was, um, helpful. Yeah. Let's, let's just fill everybody in about the post. So you like kind of, let's rewind a little bit. So those people that are just tuning in that haven't read them, help walk us through it. Yeah. So the first post that I made, um, was kind of in response to a feeling that I had and a feeling that I often have after I, you know, get a bunch of photos back from a photographer that, um, you know, I feel like I can't use half the photos because um, I'm just kind of critical on my body image or, you know, I'm looking at how I look in a pose and thinking I couldn't, you know, post this because I'm a yoga teacher and um, I'm supposed to be doing this perfect or, um, you know, or, wow, I've really, they're going to think that I really let myself go during COVID, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess I use that as a, a learning opportunity or an upper, a teaching opportunity really for myself and for people uh, on Instagram to kind of discuss the topic of body image and you know, how we show up and how we, you know, remember the kind of universal love that uh, all exists within us and for us um, despite what we look like and, you know, how as a yoga teacher, I'm really showing up and teaching these lessons of acceptance and love and remembrance in that, in that universal love. But I'm also a human mm -hmm. experiencing the kind of difficult experiences of body image, especially as, you know, a queer man. And yeah, so I made that, I made that post and it, and it worked uh, really well as a way to kind of engage around that topic. And then the next day, I made another post around some of the, the tech issues that I have as a yoga teacher um, online and, uh, you know, kind of going into that new world and accepting my imperfection around that. I don't know if you want me to specifically go in. Yeah, deeper. it works. Yeah, that's, I think it's, it's, it's good to hear what you were, you know, going through. I think, you know, first off, there's so much to unpack on, on what you yeah. just said. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, for me, I've struggled, you know, a lot with, I'm very not afraid to say anything on how I'm feeling on Instagram. I'm mm -hmm. pretty vulnerable about depression, anxiety, you yeah. know, drug use, just like uh, everything. It's, 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 it's pretty much out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it, for me, it's been really freeing and I can only imagine, I remember the first time I did a really raw, vulnerable post. I don't think I'd ever mentioned to anybody before, like, really deeply about, you know, drug use or even suicide. And there was this article that came out on vice magazine. And after it like came out, I had a multiple friends that I'd never really gotten in the conversation with reach out. And even then I had the shame come back like, mm. Oh my God, did I say too much? You know, yeah. is, is this what like, uh, you know, am I using this as like a pity party? Da 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 da. And, you know, I kind of did my own process through it, but at the end of it, what I realized is, is again, for me, it wasn't just that I was, you know, welcoming all, this is something that we talk about in yoga is really like finding wholeness, you know, and, and embracing all sides of ourselves. But it was a way of saying like, look, I'm a yoga teacher and I've done some of the work, you know, and I, I also thought for a long time I did other pieces of the work and really just mm -hmm. didn't. 
Um, <laughs> and I've done all the self-help and da, 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 da. But it's gotten me to a point where I'm actually able to share something that was shameful or that was, you know, holding me down. And the practice asks us to be extremely honest, rigorously mm-hmm. honest, you know, to call yeah. ourselves out and to, to use that as teachable moments. So, you know, when I saw that from you, I was just like, this is it. Like, this is what I, for me, Jack, that I don't know, like I, I've known you, uh, you know, we're not close friends and we don't hang out all the time, but uh, you know, you're in orbit, you're there. And I, I mm-hmm. constantly see you um, all the time. And for me, I was like, fuck yeah, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm rooting for you. Like, <laughs> well, I so knew that. Yeah. You know, I, I had that kind of uh, similar experience of the, of the shame gremlins poking their heads up uh, when I made those posts and mm-hmm. um, kind of, navigating those feelings of, you know, is this the right content? Is this, you know, is sharing this aspect of myself uh, really the way I want to show up on, on that platform or just mm-hmm. in general? Um, and then, you know, that those thoughts of shame were kind of alleviated uh, both by this reassurance that, you know, this is speaking my truth and this is what I've learned through yoga how to do. So this is exactly yeah. what I need to do. But also... Uh, you know, once again, by the reactions of like, just the amount of people just saying like, wow, I'm really there with you, you know, experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So that was really empowering. And it almost be, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it almost feels kind of uh, addicting or in, that's, that's a negative way to frame it. But, um, you know, it's so empowering to share vulnerability that you mm-hmm. just want to just continue to let those doors open up nice and wide. Yeah. And I think that there's like, like with any of that, you know, there's like this self-validation that you get. It's almost like, Oh yeah, cool. Great. So I'm going to like, if people can really, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen people in the community been like, okay, well now it's just my time to dump everything yeah. on somebody. And it's almost like they're going for it. And I don't want to take away from anyone's experience, but I think, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I got as a teacher when I first started was, you know, like don't ever go and share a part of your Dharma until you have made sense of it. Right. So I'm not going to come into a yoga room and be like, well, I just got broken up with and, uh, I, uh, I'm extremely bummed out and super sad right now. So let's do yoga now. Like, you know, (laughs) but more so totally, you know, has anyone ever experienced that? You know, that's kind of like uh, unloading and kind of pushing your negative emotions on somebody else. And, you know, I've experienced that as a yoga student student in classes where, you know, you just kind of, after the end of the Dharma talk at the beginning of class, you kind of feel like you're like in that negative space with the teacher. <laughs> you're almost when trapped. You're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> like I'm just trying to like, do some yoga right now. <laughs> but, you know. Cool. So can we down dog now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's that, you have to tread that balance of, you know, oversharing, yeah. but also, you know, speaking your truth. And I agree that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, Dharma is just admitting that we're all humans. I think some students have this perspective of yoga teachers as being these like impeccable human beings that just are full of divine light and never touched by feelings of sadness. But I really find myself as a student uh, gravitating to teachers that are just really truthful with who they are. And I think that being truthful takes uh, skillfulness. And so you're not, you know, like, like we were just talking about 
you know, dumping your emotions onto <laughs> onto your students <laughs> as you're turning a room session. of twenty. That's <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Turning, <laughs> turning twenty people into your support system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you know, we've all we've all been in that class, and you know, I almost feel like in those classes, I want to message the teacher and like the DMs later and be like. You know, if you ever need somebody to talk to, it's like, not me. I'm here for you. <laughs> but, but I won't be back to your class, unfortunately. Yeah, so. totally, totally. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, you know, something that uh, that came up while while you were sharing. Just there's so many layers about the body image of yoga, and <clears throat> even the perfectionism from that we give to ourselves. I mean, we're all not all guilty of it, but I'm definitely guilty of it where I'm like, I got to get this post down or I got to do this. And mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z it's different. Now I'm a little older. I'm injured. I can't do all the fun things that I used to. And I'm totally, I'm totally okay with that. My body just doesn't want to do that stuff anymore. And, yeah. and I'm happy about it. But not only you'd said two parts, right? Not only us as yoga teachers, where we're like, we want to perfect the thing. We want to make the thing look right. It should look like this, which kind of for me leaves this really unrealistic expectation to the students that are coming to our classes. Like, you know, we've now kind of set this like standard of like, well, if you don't do it this way, then you're wrong. And you, you know, you have, you know what I'm saying? It almost leads like this, like negative, it it just could lead to a really negative, uh, it could lead to a really negative train of thought for, I, I think for people. And the second layer to that, Jack, and I know, I know for a fact that you can relate to this is we are queer men. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. queer men. And in queer society, girl, they are not nice. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally relate to that. And I think that's kind of part of that's totally intertangled in my journey of body image, you know, being queer and mostly observing through, you know, the spaces that we live in here in San Francisco and also Mm -hmm. just in general, like the kind of LGBT queer media that we see is just really glorifying this uh, super, uh, you know, fit, muscular, yeah, yeah, hyper-masculine male image. And, um, you know, there's so many layers in that as well, but um, just, just kind of showing up as myself, you know, and queerness being a part of me in whatever, in pretty much everything that I do, but also, you know, then having to show up in my community and kind of negotiate and figure out um, how I stand within that, uh, you know, that's, that's a really interesting pursuit. And uh, it definitely affects me and I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but um, that's okay. I don't know if you hey. can edit this out. <laughs> no, no, let's just, let's keep it in. Okay. <laughs> I'm into it. You're right. You're I think, right. you know, We're about what, vulnerability. You're, what you're saying totally makes sense though, right? Because you know, what, what you experience in your, you know, your observation of body and th- there's two layers to it, right? It's the way it's what we do to ourselves as yoga teachers and what sometimes people expect out of us. And we have a second layer of it as, uh, what our experience as queer men is like, mm-hmm. look in queer society, a lot, a lot of it tends to be really hyper masculine. You're very fit. Just look on Instagram. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, oh. a lot of boyfriends are like Instagram influencers and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they tend to be of just, there's a certain breed yeah. of them. That, and, and, you know, totally. I'll leave it at, I'll leave it at that without having to, that's a whole, like we can do a whole season on that. <laughs> totally. totally. 
I don't, I, so you it, know, and I'll be crying through that season. So <laughs> it's actually, it's actually just me and Jack crying for twelve yeah, episodes. Yeah, like, start bringing the video element into this. <laughs> I think people might pay to watch that, right? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> no, you know, but I, I totally, I, I, I have to navigate that uh, body image issue within being a yoga teacher because you know, as a yoga teacher you wouldn't uh, know how many pictures of yourself you have to post on the internet um, just to kind of sustain your business. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, that kind of naturally is going to bring up a lot of vulnerability and shame around, you know, the body. Mm -hmm. And that's why I haven't fully, you know, identified with the kind of, I don't know if there's like a mainstream, like, or maybe like just gay men culture. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find myself, at odds with that a little bit. And I've always felt a little lost within that. Um, and I think that's definitely helped inform my yoga teaching though, being, being an outsider and, you know, having a different experience than other people is, is what makes you a great teacher. So I'm really grateful. I'm glad that I've come to the wisdom of understanding that, you know, my experience, my unique experience that may be, you know, kind of difficult and painful at moments is actually, what makes me uh, special and, uh, you know, a really uniquely good teacher. So, yeah, I mean, for, for sure. I I was going to ask you, you know, if, if you don't mind sharing, obviously what, what is, what, what has been your experience, you know, kind of coming Mm -hmm. through your own body image, you know, queer yoga teacher, you know, like, did you feel like you had to fit this perfect mold or that everything, you know, where did that? Yeah. You know, the first thing that comes up for me, and I think I have kind of a unique experience in this is that, you know, I was doing yoga long before I ever came out as queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I started, I started uh, practicing yoga when I was about uh, 12 years old and I did wow. it uh, really like religiously and consistently um, as a, as a way to, you know, feel at home in my body, to mm-hmm. be in my authentic seat as a 12 year old. Um, yeah. but it's super wise you know, for a 12 year old. Eventually when I, when it was, I, well, you know, I was always kind of an interesting human being, um, especially as a, <laughs> as a kid. And, you know, then I, when I showed up to this like realization, like, Oh God, like I am, I'm gay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I had the, the tools of yoga as a way to navigate that experience of coming out to myself and to everyone else and, you know, continually. So I'm really, I'm really happy that, you know, yoga gave me those tools. And I think, you know, not to like assume anyone's experience, but I think that often, you know, people kind of come out or arrive in their adulthood and then, ex- and then find yoga. And yoga is this way to just continue to drop into that, um, you know, authenticity or to deal with the kind of struggles of the past. And um, for me, it's been, it's kind of a different journey. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. That was definitely mine. Like I was definitely way more into, you know, I came out really early. That was, that was my experience. I didn't find yoga until you know, I, I took my first yoga class at like 18, but I flirted with yoga for a long time and I didn't really start 
getting serious until like 25, which was just a couple of years ago. So (laughs) no, I didn't really start, you know, getting super serious until like 25 and, and that eventually, even now, you know, even, even in this last year, as I've said, like, I just now feel like I'm starting to come home to all of myself where I was, I mean, the last podcast episode was just about me you know, having to separate Danny, the the queer man and Danny, the burner and Danny, the yoga teacher and Danny, the friend that has fun with certain friends, but not with the other friends. And then Uh like, so, you know, like that kind of, I don't know. I just felt like I was really separating different sides of myself versus just being like, no, this is really all of me. And Mm -hmm. each, each and every single bit of me influences the other. And you don't have to weaponize one for the other. You know, you don't have to, nothing has to be shoved in anything's face. It can just be, uh, one solid piece together. And you know, Jack, you know, what got me there was vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, I actually just, um, I, the word vulnerability is popping up a lot for me because I actually just got done listening to Brene Brown's like, uh, vulnerability. I forgot the name of the book. What is it? Um, I can't remember the name, but it's a great, there's uh, a, there's brave, there's braving the, uh, brave in the wild. There's dare to lead. There's daring, uh, daring greatly. Daring greatly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and yeah. she also has like a talk on, specifically on vulnerability that you can find on audible. And I just That's have to her say big, that, that was her big Ted talk. Yeah. That was, oh, that yeah. was what made Brene, that vulnerability mm-hmm. talk was what made Brene Brown, Brene Brown. Yeah. And then, you know, just totally, you know, she summed it up in such a, you know, skillful way, I think. And I, um, I just feel that I don't know what I feel, Danny. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to remember my thought again. <laughs> remind all me good. of the question that you just asked. No, I was just I was saying, you know, for me, the part that really brought all of these sides of me together was being vulnerable. You know, it was mm-hmm. really just calling on my vulnerability to help help everything kind of interlock in. I think it's it's made me a, a better everything. It's made yeah. me a better literally it's made me a better you know partner to my partner it's made me a better you know teacher it's made me a better friend it's made me a better son it's made me a better everything because i feel like a lot of it really sits together versus me trying to separate and spending the energy to separate totally you know and for me i think yoga ironically has uh, helped me come to that vulnerable space but uh, to be kind of what maybe one would consider as non-yogic because I, I think for a while growing up, I used yoga as a really safe security blanket and, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel super comfortable, you know, going and exploring the the people uh, around me, like my, in my age group, you know, so I was kind of both finding myself in yoga, but also kind of potentially hiding away. And then, you know, after, you know, getting older and also practicing more yoga and just being a human on earth. I think yoga gave me the skills to just be vulnerable in showing up in spaces like those, you know, gay men's queer, you know, experiences without, you know, showing up with so much shame of like, I don't look like these people. I'm not like these people. I don't feel like I fit in here. Instead, you know, I think that, you know, I'm able the more I'm able to just sit within what I am, the more that I'm able to be in those spaces and not feel, you know, like I'm not welcome there. And the more people actually are kind of drawn towards me. So how do you think this is like, I mean, so you're coming into this, I mean, maybe you're, maybe this isn't you're coming into, but this is, you know, some wisdom that's really coming out of you. It's, it's, it's big and it's potent and it's in your life and it's, it's right there front and center, literally on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
how is it shifting your teaching in any way? Have you noticed that? Are you feeling di- like, is there a feeling uh, different while you teach? Is there an, uh, uh, the physical yeah. action that's changed or, you know, I mean, one of the things that I am kind of trying to refine currently is helping, how can I help my students also be on a journey to finding what works for them and what is most authentic to them and who they are as authentic people, uh, rather than, you know, how can we all bend ourselves into these really odd shapes, you know, and that's fun and interesting and could perhaps be insightful on this journey to trying to be authentic in our practice, but it's not, you know, it's also potentially a hindrance, you know, because so many people get wrapped up in not looking like, you know, it used to be not looking like, you know, that person a few uh, mats down, but now it's like that other person in that small box. Um, So, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I feel like, you know, although I've been teaching for about 10 years now, I feel like, still kind of like a baby yoga teacher just because as I get older and wiser as a human, um, the more I'm able to just show up as a yoga teacher. I think that, uh, you know, it just really informs how I teach and how I feel in my body and how therefore I can help other people feel in their body. Yeah. And I think that'll always change too, you know, depending on where you are at in life and your experience, I feel the same exact way I've been teaching for, this will be 12 years, 12 years, 12 years, something like that. 12 years, like 11, 12 years. And I still feel like my feet are barely wet. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I barely kind of understand what I'm doing, but not really. It's like, instead of, you know, at the beginning, you know, you're kind of worried about, oh gosh, is this sequence going to work or, you know, not sequence like, you know, sparkly clothing, but um, right. the sequence of like, what <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. That's great. We're not, <laughs> so, I, so we're I, not I, talking I, about sequence. I that, I'm like, does this pink sequence work today? Are people going to like it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, but you know, like, am I a good teacher in regards to understanding warrior two? But now it's more of like, you know, wow, this is a really vast uh, pot of, of wisdom that I want to share. And how do I do it in a way that is authentic and true to who I am right now as a human being? And I think that's why most yoga teachers are always going to continue to walk that path of feeling a little bit in awe of being a yoga teacher. You know, And if you're not feeling challenged or in awe or like you're growing you're perhaps you know needing to go back to your practice as being a student i think about that too like you know i don't know like like you were just saying like the reason why i want to go to a yoga teacher is because of their experience you know there's there's something that you know, they have, or that they, you know, that they present that I either want or see in myself or, you know, whatever it is. And so, you know, I'm just, obviously I'm going back to you on this, but when, again, when I saw you like share it, I read it, I was like, yeah, like, this is what I, this is what I want in a yoga teacher. Yeah. I want to, I want to know that I've been there too, you know, totally. and we're in different stages in life for sure. Yeah, but showing I can, your true colors and showing the kind of what's happening behind the scenes is, uh, you know, really empowering for people to see. I mean, and it's not just empowering for me to share that, but when people observe it, it acts as a teaching moment and it kind of demonstrates everything I'm trying to sum up in a yoga class. Like, 
you know, you don't have to be perfect. You mm-hmm. can, you should listen to your body and listen to your experience and mm-hmm. trust in your path. You know, that's that experience that I had and and sharing it. You know, was a really in uh, you know I'm not trying to. <laughs> it was an intuitive way to ex, uh, ex, to say those words. You know, and to teach yeah. that lesson. Yeah. Do you ever feel? I know. You know, when I first when I took my first, you know, like advanced training specifically, I thought, you know, I've taken a few of them now. And every time I've been influenced by, you know, a teacher, you know, be it whoever, you know, mm-hmm. it was. And for a while there, I, I really thought because I had followed, you know, certain teachers that obviously you emulate them for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I almost held my voice back for mm-hmm. a bit. Like I almost, totally. I have a, one hell of a story, you know, and I, yeah. it's, I almost got rid of it for a long time. I almost stopped sharing my story for a long time and just because I was, does that make sense? Like I, like I stopped sharing it because I was just so deep in this wealth Uh of knowledge versus how do I take that? Plus what is real for me is vulnerability. What is real for me is sharing my experience. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, chanting. It's not just anatomy. It's not just crazy Kundalini stuff. It's actually a blend of all of it really is what I love to do. You know, yeah, it's like, totally. I mean, I've had the exact same experience and, um, you know, my primary teacher since almost the beginning has always been Jason and yeah. Jason Crandall. And, you know, I've, I've had to come to this realization over the years that I'm actually a very different human being than Jason. And, you know, Jason is magnificent and wonderful, uh, in what he does and how he he's okay. He's, he's all right. right. <laughs> I, I bow at his feet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he is uh, just, he is a totally different human than I am. And I am like probably the most uh, emotional, like mushy person that ever, you know, I feel really connected with my emotions. So for me, uh, showing up and teaching authentically is very different than the way, I mean, Jason would probably show up in his classes. And I mean, I'll let Jason speak for himself, but, um, right. you know, I, I, I really feel empowered over the years. And I, and I feel like this is what Jason wants for his, for his students to, mm-hmm. you know, find sure. their voice and to sit in my truth and, and show up in the way in teaching that way. And, you know, it's also kind of like we were talking about earlier, a little bit difficult to, be vulnerable because, you know, as Brene Brown calls them, the shame gremlins poke their heads up and you, you just think, well, I, you know, people don't want to hear this, you know, people want to just talk about anatomy, just talk about the pose. People don't want me, you know, there's a very fine line between unloading on someone and also giving someone a really unique, uh, authentic experience by sharing your, your story. So, yeah. Yeah. There's one thing that I, I, I came to terms with or actually like made sense of, you know, I uh, studied with Jason for a long time as well. And you know what Jason, I think for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but what Jason gave me was the skills and the tool set to get people to feel safe in a class with me Exactly, because I understood the body because of him. I understood Mm -hmm. sequencing because of him. And so people can come to class being like, wow, like Danny's actually going to put something that's, that feels good in my body that I can right. feel safe, feel safe in. Like I got to actually like move, like they don't really have to think about it anymore. And then from there, I was able to layer in my Dharma. 
from there because I had that skill set that he gave me. You know, I was able to layer in the vulnerability. I was able to layer in the storytelling. I was able to lay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's one of the things that that's why I think Jason is one of the like teachers of teacher of teachers because he has this really amazing, I mean, really clear methodology that he also leaves a lot of space for you to, you know, put your own yeah. self into it. And that's, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. And I feel, I feel the exact same way as you. And, uh, you know, for me, therefore the, the experience of teaching in an authentic way and sharing Dharma has actually been a lot more of a journey than trying to teach someone warrior too, because, you know, J I, Jason does a pretty good job of teaching us how to do that. Mm. And, um, the one thing that I, I feel like I've had to really explore on my own is this, how do I, you know, communicate my authentic voice? Because I mean, to be honest, that's what, that's what makes you a good teacher. I mean, you, you could teach warrior two in a lot of ways and people could still have a good experience or a bad experience. Um, and I think that showing up and using your voices uh, is a really important uh, factor in that, being a good yoga teacher. So how are you showing up and using your authentic You know, voice? these days it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I, um, I mean, obviously we're working through the virtual platform these days. Um, and Wait, what? That's new. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I'm like, I know. I'm like, I feel like a broken record. Wait, for, for real? <laughs> Hold on a second. I, I am excited for the day that we can all be back together in person. And that feels personally for me as a really authentic way to teach. Um, but there's, it's been an exploration trying to, you know, do all of these things that we've been talking about. Um, but also on Zoom or through YouTube or, mm. you know, just however we do it virtually. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's one thing that I think we're all kind of baby teachers with still trying to figure out how to do that best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't with, I mean, I, listen, I'm so happy for everyone out there. I'm so glad I get to teach you on, online, but I yeah. cannot wait to yeah. host you in person. I cannot totally. wait. I, I will say though, I, just as a, like it, it has been cool to connect with, you know, some of the communities that I have mm -hmm. from other places in the world. Like I have a, a, a few, uh, a few people, uh, in Detroit and then I have another few people in London and it's been really cool to practice with them every week. Yeah, you know, totally. They're like there and they're hanging out and that makes, that's like super cool. But I also can't wait to go to Detroit and I can't wait to uh, go to London yeah. and like hang out with and, these people. And let's there. be honest, like as yoga teachers, we're, we are pre COVID we're, we are running all over the city. We're doing like 18 things at once <sighs> and it's exhausting and burnout is real. And this period of time has been, kind of a blessing in a lot of ways because you know now we just open up our computer and we're there yeah. and um trying to get around isn't so crazy and so that's one thing i'm you know there's always a silver lining i'm not looking forward to that i'm pretty vocal and honest about it i don't know that i ever want to go back to that life i don't know that i want to run around town i'm actually it's there's no I, everyone knows i've opened up my home studio yeah. and i'm planning on doing really into i can do about 12 mats in here and I'm awesome. opening up another and I'm I opening up a studio studio, but no one knows that. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like that's really where I'm at right now. Like I, 
you know, for me, I, um, I definitely want a studio to go back to for sure. I just don't want the running around. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really feel like that's beneficial. I don't really feel like I can serve others. And, you know, if we're being super vulnerable, like I hated it, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely 100% miserable doing it. I hated it. Uh-huh. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to uh, be a hamster on a hamster wheel and then also realize that you're a hamster on a hamster wheel. And, you know, so that's why this, this time, this extended period of time has been helpful in, you know, we didn't really have any other choice. And now mm-hmm. as, as we reenter these new days, uh, we are able to be a little bit more skillful in the way that we create our schedules and show up as yoga teachers in our community. And I'm sure that, you know, the, the tools that we've built together in this last, you know, I don't know, year or so have, will, will, I think stay. it's been like 10 years, right? 10 years. Or so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something like that. It's like still March, right? Yeah. <laughs> March was something like 2028 or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be uh, an interesting process to to show up in our community again in person, but also keep some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's ever. I don't think it's ever going to go back. I think virtual is going to always be a thing. I think a lot yeah. of people wanted to do it for a really long time. They just they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Jack, I, I just, you know, I, I said it earlier and I said it via Instagram. I, I really am just so, as a human that sees you from afar, you know, I, it's just really cool to see you step into, not even step into your power. That's that's saying that you, you know, just to see that awaken in you and to, like, I read that and was like, truly, I was standing up like, fuck yeah, I yeah. love, I'm so happy for this man right now. <laughs> this is so fucking cool. Because I think that's where our superpower is as humans, whether you're a teacher or whatever, like we all go through it, Mm -hmm. all of us. And you have a, you have a separate lens, you know, you go through it as a yoga teacher, as a queer yoga teacher. So I'm seeing you read or like, I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, yeah, like, yes, (laughs) I I get it. I hundo P, you know, knowing that second layer as well. And I feel a lot of people you know, what you did was an act of bravery, mm-hmm. you know, what you did was an act of slaying a demon, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, you, you were able to really just step forth and not in a way that was boastful or like, Oh, look at me. I'm like, yeah. you know, look at, look how any of that is just being honest. And I think that's just really cool. It's just really cool to watch from afar. It's really cool to see well, your, your growth. I appreciate that, um, that feedback and, I do feel like my kind of metaphorical balls have dropped <laughs> and I just kind of, <laughs> I am now like a man, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that is, that is uh, something that just kind of living life and, you know, going through our, our, our journey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, allows us to do and, you know, having the, that kind of courage to just show up and be truthful with, what's happening um, and share that is, is a really powerful lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I think your vulnerability is your superpower. So thanks for bringing it out, man. We all love it. Thanks, Danny. 
Jack, I'm glad I got to finally have you on the show. It's been like way overdue. We haven't connected in a minute and any of that. So I'm just so thankful that you uh, you were able to pop in and, and share your truth with everybody. It's important. Well, it's been so good to talk with you. And um, I've really enjoyed being on the podcast. And I hope that we can have some uh, you know, vulnerable conversations in the future. I am down. I really just want to sit and talk about my feelings all the or time. Or we can just film ourselves crying, you know, and then that's that. <laughs> that's a, that's the Jack and Danny spinoff podcast. Yeah. It's, it's called Men and Tears. <laughs> we can like we could cuddle some puppies and just cry. That's it's honestly like that feels real to me at this point. <laughs> men, men in tears. Yeah, men it's in just tears. It's, it's just the sounds of us crying. But if you pay if you pay the Patreon additional, yeah, you'll get the exactly. video of us. Crying. You can also like get like this special like higher level subscription where we just like send you a little like the tears. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm in. You, you heard make, that here. You can like, make a business with anything these days. So. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> oh, all right, Jack. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Danny. And, yeah, for sure. Until the next Seeker and Sage, this is Danny and Jack Workman saying peace out. Peace out. Peace out.